It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Columns Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear an actually extraordinary range of New Orleans music that's never made it anywhere near Bourbon Street. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is an amazingly eclectic city where vastly different people can meet and talk, have fun and enjoy great music, but you probably knew that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together here at the Collins Hotel. Thank you, gentlemen. I have a a very eclectic and interesting mix of guys here. I think we should form a band at the end of the show if we we get through this. (laughs) Jimmy Bauer and Joey Lacayes are the founding members of New Orleans' seminal sludge metal band, I Hate God. Joey is the band's drummer and Jimmy is a guitarist. In other bands, Jimmy is an equally accomplished drummer. Jimmy Bauer is known as the godfather of Southern Metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, feel it. Not the grandfather, I didn't True. say that. The godfather <laughs> of Southern Metal for his principal roles in the New Orleans metal and hardcore world, as well as I Hate God. He's been a founding member of metal bands Crowbar, Down, and Superjoint Ritual. After 24 years, I Hate God is still rocking. Is that correct, gentlemen? Yes, sir. I believe All you're true. still working on a, uh, on a new album called Whiskey Drink. No, that got out that's some gone. way. Yeah, that's not the title, but... Um, we haven't really decided what the title's going to be. Okay. Do you have a song on there called New Orleans is the New Vietnam? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about that yeah. coming up. That's that's kind of the, the one that we've been playing live and, and right, that's been, what been I on, U- sorry, Hello. on YouTube and stuff like that. Okay. So. Yeah, that's always it. Okay. So that's the guys from I Hate God. To my right, Anthony Couture is here as well. He is a poet, a percussionist, a composer, a singer, a keyboardist. And a producer, he's played congas in New Orleans' best-known Latin bands, including Otra, Vivaz, Freddie Omo's band, and the Iguanas. Anthony is a founding member of experimental jazz and electronic ensemble, The Other Planets, and he's played as a sideman with a wide range of musicians, from Indian Sarod player Ashish Khan to New Orleans' Rockers Rotary Downs and Marianne Faithful. Hey, Anthony. I know. That's quite a career you've got going on there. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Jarrett Lofstead is a Renaissance man. Would that be correct, Jared? Oh, no, you made a very that strange makes face. makes me feel really awkward. <laughs> really? <laughs> Renaissance, Make man. chain mail? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wish. I, well wish I, I got I got man right, though, right? <laughs> well, yep, well, you can okay. check later. Well, you okay, <laughs> thank you. Jared Lofstead is a man. He's a professor of English at Loyola <laughs> University. He's the owner He's of Handsome... He's the owner of Handsome Willie's Bar in New Orleans CBD. He's the author of two books, Year Zero and Soul is Bulletproof. He's the co-founder of Nolafugees, a collective of writers and satirists whose work centers around New Orleans. And he's the creator of the fabulous website, The People Say Project, which is awesome. It kind of does what we do, what we do in a sense. It records oral histories of luminary New Orleanians, except it's sort of um, well done. So thank you for slumming it. Thanks for slumming it with us here today, Jared. So this is an incredible array of guys around a table, isn't it? Yeah. This is the bread and butter of New Orleans. This is. That's a good way of putting it. Bread and butter. (laughs) New Orleans is not a city that's known for bread and butter, though. Oh, no. But it's at every meal. If you go to a proper (laughs) New Orleans restaurant, there should be either crackers or bread and butter. Captain flavors and butter. What's that, Anthony? Mm-hmm. Captain's wafers and butter. Captain's wafers. Right. It's the Melba <laughs> toast and butter Melba. of uh, yeah. New Orleans. Melba toast. Yeah. What, what restaurants have you all been to in the last week? McDonald's. <laughs> there's, no, there's no bread. Um, at Ma- oh, I guess there's bread. Where did I go last? Well, work. Joey Lena. I work at Redemption over in Mid-City, which is pretty nice. You work mm-hmm. at Redemption? Yeah. What is that? A uh, restaurant over on um, Iberville yeah. in Mid-City. What? Used to be the old Christians. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. I haven't been there. 
So it's a real restaurant. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> oh, I thought it was something <laughs> like a like a like a halfway house or something. Yeah, no, we got the uh, the chef that used to be at Bistro Maison de Ville in the French Quarter. Now that guy Ooh. is great. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Do you do you own this restaurant? No, yeah. no. I'm he just, will. Yes. I'm, I'm just <laughs> currently in negotiations to buy it. Joe, I thought, I thought you were a drummer in a rock band. What are you doing in like an upscale? I have no fine idea. Dining? <laughs> That's the bread and butter in New Orleans. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's your bread and butter. What, what do you do there, really? Waiting tables, man. You got to make a living. You're a waiter? Every musician in New Orleans is a waiter. Mm. Is that true, really? Almost. That's pretty much true. <laughs> but if you, aren't you super successful? Your band's leaving? No way. We're, no. We're, we're a budget core, you know. Hence, budget core. Hence, <laughs> hence, hence the name, man. You, you think we make money? <laughs> I hate God. You think we make money? This is the way I, <laughs> I, I put it. I'm, I'm fortunate to have my little corner of the music world that we can yeah. function in right but i mean there's people you know 100 times more talented than us that never do what we do so well, talent has got nothing to do with well it. yeah you know but you know what i mean no <laughs> <laughs> in other words we do good playing music but it's not enough to make a living at so Jeez, but you got to pull in the loose ends some kind of way you know but but, all, but you've been playing for 24 years i hate god right you go, right. you guys are both the founding members of i hate god yeah, pretty much. Yes. And it's spelled E-Y-E, by the way, in case yeah. you don't know this band and you're listening to us from somewhere else. It's E-Y-E, Hate God. And it's not true, of course. You don't hate God at all. No. I know no. that. It's about the way people perceive God and perceive material objects and what's important in their life. So it's you hate God. So no, I love, I love many things. Actually. No, I don't, mean, I don't mean you hate God. I mean the no. name of the band is oh, yeah, yeah. It's accusatory right, right. rather than personal. Right, right. Hence the E-Y-E. Right. It, it, a, lot of, a lot of people always... It, gets controversial sometimes because people don't understand it or you know won't take a chance to even look into it to see what it really means and but we don't really give a shit anyway so. <laughs> but usually but usually that's what draws people into looking into it more you know what i mean they see the name and at first they're kind of offended by the name or something maybe and then they see the eye and they're like you know well, what is this so kind of i guess brings them in a little bit <laughs> But what did you th when he, you came up with the name in 1988 when you formed the band? It was a uh, friend of mine came up with the name. He was actually the first singer, and uh, he had a mental breakdown and moved to California. Wow. And we kept the name, and uh, that's when Mike Williams became our singer. So what happened to the guy with the mental breakdown? Uh, became a born again Christian. Yeah, and begged us for years to end the band. Because of, of the name, yeah, he yeah. felt, I guess, oh, socially shit. responsible. Still, for still, <laughs> still. You know. He didn't just form another band called "I Love God." No, <laughs> balance right, you out. Right, right. What did you guys what do? Should do, have do? Have I don't know. What happened to himself? That's a good question, Jarrett. Why did he have a mental breakdown? Well, Nothing. We were, we were taking a lot of acid back then. I mean, I'm talking like late '80s and a lot of really terrible acid, and uh, I, it got the better of him. What's the definition of terrible acid? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> what what happens when you take bad it? trip? What happens when you have a bad trip? I mean, you're you fighting know. off invisible monkeys in your room, I guess. <laughs> yeah, when you close your eyes and you just see like meshes of like intricate like beehives, right? Like just destructive. It's not the beautiful colors. Insects. It's yeah, no, it's like the deepest blood red you can imagine. You know. When's the last time you did acid, Anthony? Twenty minutes ago. <laughs> It's starting to kick in now. Uh, it's been over. It's been. It's been several years since I've taken acid, but you mushrooms. Get to a point where a it doesn't. Ago. It doesn't. Mushrooms, yeah. Mushrooms, you're still taking them. Well, maybe about a year ago. Celebrated Fourth of July like that. 
I took know? some mushrooms at your bachelor party. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> when was your bachelor party, Jimmy? It was uh, March 2nd. This year? Yeah. Which I, just is got, I got married couple... March 3rd. Well, congratulations. congratulations. That's my beautiful wife right That's, over hello. there. Hello. That's Dana. Oh, wow. Well, you held off for a long time. Oh, well, I had to find the right woman. Yeah, yeah right. That's the, that's the right thing to say. Where did you meet? Oh, we met at a show, and um, then we the kissed, <laughs> and then I asked her to marry me. And Immediately? Now, oh, totally. Wow. No, now we're that's, married. That's impressive. How long, how, many, how long between the when you met and when you got married? Uh, about three, three and a half years. Oh, that's pretty normal. She's looking at me really yeah. mad. So. <laughs> she doesn't look mad. She looks very happy, actually. <laughs> Don't you think? Are you happy? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, she's come down to hang out with you. And no. At happy hour. She's the best thing in my life. So You got lucky, finally. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a very fortunate man. Did no. you have a string of bad luck before then with women? A little bit. Yeah. But it was most Everybody in the band is like officially married now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our other guitar player, TikTok. Brian. <laughs> Jared, are you single or married? I'm not married, but uh, we've been together seven years. Oh, you're married. That's <laughs> common law. Oh, you're married. It feels yeah, common right, law. Right. Right. Now, how did you How did you guys meet? Uh, uh, she saw me read. She saw me read at a, a friend of hers' wedding, and then you were reading like something out of the Bible. Yeah. That was it. I nice. sold him at that Jesuit church nice. down there. Genesis first book. So I got that. I got yeah. That was how I uh, I got the I got the introduction. And then uh, a couple years later, after the storm, uh, you know, it was one of them after the storm yeah. hookups. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You still first dinner in MRE. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish it had been that romantic. It was like a year after the storm, so I was out of MREs. Uh, and actually, the last box that we had saved, <laughs> mice got into, uh, and they ate my shit. Yeah. Those so things were really actually pretty good. Delicious. Man. It wasn't At the too time, bad. Really salty. At the time, they were. The worked. time when you're hungry yeah, and you have nothing, and it's either that or the Red Cross or exactly. Looks like they're like four thousand carbohydrates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you totally. eat two of them a day, and the next. I thing pictured I these I guys like, in sand trying to put this together. You know, like like in the desert <laughs> yeah. trying to eat this lasagna in a bag. <laughs> I, well, I, I can't conceive it. Well, there are guys doing that right now as we speak. I think exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. God bless them. Absolutely. Definitely. We were lucky to get that food. Now, yeah. Anthony, you, you, you're, you're not single either. You, I've got a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend. Yeah. Do you do yeah. mushrooms with her? <laughs> it's definitely uh, in, the, in, the, in, in the planning stages. But, uh, the yeah. mushrooms are. I mean, yeah, you know, that's something you like. You got to feel really comfortable to do. You no know? That's what I was wondering whether you guys. Totally. It's got potential to be. Uh, completely disastrous. Yeah, know, absolutely. Completely, go the wrong horribly, way. hopelessly <laughs> wrong. Trip again. wrong way. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really, you know, I don't have see like doing that in the near, near, near future. Right. How long have you been together? Just like probably a few months. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good pet. That's a good yeah. icebreaker, yeah. though. Yeah. Little yeah. mushrooms, little I hate God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> a, gi a giant <laughs> bowl of Cheerios, <laughs> like three times bigger couple, than my head with a readings. wooden spoon. A <laughs> 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 couple of readings. <laughs> Deuteronomy. What's the, uh, what's the most, rom we, we got some I hate God queued up here. Which is the most romantic song we should start with? <laughs> oh, Sister Fucker, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a listen to Sister Fucker. What, uh, Who hadn't gone there? West Virginia. It's a New Orleans thing. What album is this off? Um, Take is needed for pain. Yeah, it's off our second record, our, our most successful record. Take is needed for pain. Yeah. Okay.
There you have it, the charming. The charming Jimmy Barrow and Joey Lacaze's band, I Hate God, with Sister Fucker. Yeah, yeah. That's a special request for Anthony Couture. Yeah. From Mid <laughs> City. Thanks. Uh, Going out to the Do you think that'll get the girlfriend to do the mushrooms with you? Oh, man. Where yet in Mid City, bro? Maybe. I, mean, I live in the Bywater. Oh, I thought he yeah. said Mid City. Nah, we're close enough. Uh, yeah. You and My Mid-City? girl lives in Mid City, though. So. Oh, all right. Nah, I just live around here. I live in the hotel here at the Collins. Cool. Do you really? No. No, it's about to say. <laughs> it's like Audubon Hotel yeah. style. I do yeah. well. <laughs> I live 13th upstairs. floor. Hotel Do. I live it. No, no. So, Anthony, yeah, like, let's yeah. Yeah, let's ask you about song. that song. Let's Thank ask you, you about Thank that. You. So that song comes back from '93. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who wrote that? Uh, it was me and our old bass, me and our old bass player Mark Schultz. We wrote that song and uh, White, White Nigger, White Nigger in like ten minutes. So wow, we were pretty happy about so that. Right we were really really happy so about that. What um, what is the, what is the lyric of Sister Fucker exactly? Who knows. Can't remember. Only the, only the, <laughs> we, only leave, the we leave that to the vocals. <laughs> Our singer's lyrics are really hard to decipher. It, it, on the course, you can hear "burn her," and that, okay. Other than that, we have no idea what he's saying. Well, you've only been playing it for how many years? Twenty, right? Yeah. One, twenty-one years. I don't question him. He don't question me. <laughs> <laughs> how often do you play together? And then I've got to ask you a question about being the godfather of sludge metal. Oh, but okay. how often does I Hate God get together and play now? Uh, live shows or yeah. practicing? Well, live, live shows? Yeah. Well, as much as we can, really. As much as we can all fit it in and do it. At least a few times a month, we seem to be going out of town and, and doing that. But we haven't done a tour since, what, probably uh, last the summer? Europe, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Getting ready so to go back to, to go. Europe in It's July, all about the new man. record. It's all about yeah, the new record. we're trying so. to focus on The new that. record, which is not called Whiskey Drink. No, no. no. Oh, I hope not. No. Somebody put that up somewhere, and like it. It's a pretty lame. It's a pretty yeah, lame that's, that's title. What we're that's like, what I was we're thinking. Like, of all things, like yeah. uh, the one record we're like depending on maybe doing something for a change, and it's like whiskey drink. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you'd, maybe you'd you know try to do right. something normal. No. And it had a nice little. Not in the cards. For it had band. like classical guitar and stuff on it. <laughs> not in the 50, no. Not in the deck of fifty-two. No. Okay, so listen. Before no. I want to move on from this in a minute, but I do want to ask you what what do people mean when they call you Jimmy, the Godfather of Sludge Dude, I Metal? I have no idea. Well, I guess if you don't even know the lyrics to your own song, why would you know what people mean when they call you the Godfather of Sludge Metal? Right, right. I don't blame you for not no. knowing that. But what? I, I have I have no idea where that title came from or or, or whatever. Well, let's go through those words. Very flattering. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the, at the end. Sludge metal. Well, that's what, what I was about metal? to say. It seems like over the years, people have like searched for something to, you know, in every genre of music, people try to find a name to label it because once they can label it, then they can market it. Okay. So, you know, that's what they've over 20 years eventually came up with. I hate it. Personally, I think we're a, a punk, punk rock blues band, if you ask me. Yeah. But. John Lee Hooker meets. Yeah. Sid Vicious. Meets Black Good Flag. Good drugs. <laughs> With the John mushrooms. Lee Hooker and Black Flag. So, a, so you don't call yourself at sludge. a methadone clinic. <laughs> so, so you don't you don't go. So you don't like the Jimmy. Are you, I mean, you're the godfather of sludge metal. You don't like being called that. You don't like the sludge metal term. He's not going to. If you keep saying, I'm going to put a hit on you. Okay, not, that's what I'm scared of. That's why I'm sitting. Across he's the not going to own up to it, but he's responsible for a lot of music, man. A lot of people. He. He's turned a lot of people into a lot of different bands, like the Melvins and all. In the beginning, he was like a. a you know, a soldier for them guys in New Orleans. He probably turned the, most of the city on to that band, and that's a huge influence in our music, too. When everybody was doing fast stuff, that's when we, we first started. We we were doing the complete opposite. We were doing really slow, 
slow hence the word sludge and i guess that's like came from us oh yeah i mean people you know booed us and everything like that and you know now you know sludge metal's cool or whatever and I don't even know what sludge means. You know. So, but they were referring to a sort of a slow ballad type of yeah. metal, the stuff that you were doing then. Right. I, yeah. Okay, I, I see. And so, but the word Godfather comes from the fact that you are so influential in the bands that you've put together and the people that you've put together in these bands. I guess so, yeah. So, what is it about your personality that drew everybody to you and what made you do this? I was fanatical about the <laughs> Melvins. He and, was. And, and I, it, I made it a point to anybody I met in New Orleans. Take 15 minutes out of your life and listen to this band. And because uh, it, to me, it was like becoming a born again Christian. You it know? was totally different. Without, at without the, time. the breakdown. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it, it was that <laughs> band I'd always heard in my head my yeah. whole life. Right. That was yeah. what you, that's the sound that you were trying to, mm-hmm. that you, the, the ideal that you were going for. And so, yeah, everything henceforth has been, you know, just uh, relatively. Yeah. Influenced by that, you know that that idea of of the music and and just uh, I don't know it it to, to me it's all just blues with a dirty with a little bit of distortion, you know. So it's, yeah, but it's kind of, of overanalyzed. A lot of people know? want to play. Blues. Jared, you want to say something? Sorry. Well, I was just thinking about like what was your what what was the Melvins album that turned you on? Gluey what? Porch Treatments. It was their first. <laughs> I just record. got that reissue. No, I think it's, two it's, years ago oh, when they were in town. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I amazing. flies, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, that band's huge. And That's I think, what we I mean, did. You, did you feel they're that actually band? playing Saturday Buzzo? night? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. they play Saturday, yeah, Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. right? Yeah. They're coming. One Eye Jacks. Jacks. Okay. I saw him play with that uh, that band that he did with Dave Lombardo oh, and Mike Phantomas. Yeah, Phantomas. Yeah, Phantomas. Yeah. Mike saw, yeah, you saw that? Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was awesome. That was, that was good, an amazing. Show. I never got a chance to see that. Amazing garbage can. Amazing. Yeah, Lombardo had like a big metal garbage can on stage. Amazing. It was great, man. That was a great show. So, Anthony, let's talk about your music. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're moving off from the Godfather of Switch Sludge the Metal. Gears. And we'll talk about you, because I, I mean, this is your Godfather own... of Percussion. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this for a story. This is, it. This is in your own bio. That's, I mean, yeah. And always, you've got some good stuff cool. on Wikipedia. There's a great sentence in Wikipedia about you guys, too, which I'm going to read in a minute. But first oh, of all, okay. this is what it says, Anthony, in your bio. Anthony developed a relationship with music as a tool for mental therapy. That's right. In his nice. early teens, yeah. during his battle with, how do you pronounce that? It's called Gillian-Barre Gillian syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. An autoimmune sickness that resulted in a long period of physical paralysis. Yeah, it's wow. about oh, a holy month of like, crap. complete physical paralysis. You've been through some shit. That was like a what intense year. It's like uh, <clears throat> there's a book. Joseph Heller wrote a book. The guy that wrote Catch Twenty Two. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called No Laughing Matter about his same experience with this thing. But it's like this unexplained uh, illness that occurs in people sometimes. That it's like degenerative, and it starts in your feet and works its way up your head. Wow. And so you, you feed, gradually you feed lose all muscle control. Yeah, numbness and pain at the same. T- it's like you 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 have uh, your peripheral nervous system sends out antibodies to attack a viral infection, and then after they're done with that job, they start attack eating the peripheral nervous system like from the inside. So there's no like they used to just let people they they would put you on a respirator because your diaphragm shuts down, and then they would just let you basically wow. wait it out. And then you, you learn how to walk again. How but old were you when you went there? I was like 14. Oh, wow. That's where were you? In, in Lafayette? In Lafayette. That's where I grew up, yeah. We and then, I? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, my family's from New Orleans, so I, like, I would come home from school with like saying like Cajun words and stuff, and my parents yeah. were like, no, no, you don't talk like that. <laughs> Your parents moved went from New U- Orleans to Lafayette? Yeah, yeah. You went to U of L? For like one, two semesters oh, and yeah. came here, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I guess yeah. so you're 14, you're in high school at 14, right? You're at Lafayette High. No, no, I was like, this was, I missed the second half of eighth grade. So I like, I guess I like turned 14 when this was happening. But I had to get all these plasma transplants where you like, you lay in a bed for three hours and they have a tube going to your heart from the other side and they, they suck out all your plasma into a dialysis machine. This guy's face You think I'm real? This is real cocktail tale. Look at Jared. If anybody wants to throw up now, that'd be fine. So just like lay there and listen, listen to that, listen to music for like hours. That's what I was going to say. Like, so how did that, how then, did that influence your music? I mean, it's just like, I feel like I go to a really like deep place with it. It's like almost a meditation thing for yeah, me yeah, like when right. I practice and when I like play shows. And, but like, you know, I like to write about all kinds of different things and like be really creative with uh, the wordplay and stuff like that. Were you, know? were you thinking you were going to die as a 14 year old? Oh, definitely. Kid? Yeah. What turned yeah. you around? I just like I started getting these transplants and they like you get you but they put new blood in your body so you don't have those antibodies in there anymore. They take all your white bloods white blood out and must have been really more. weird to go through at 14. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. What yeah. did you think about your life coming to an end at 14 when you were thinking about it? It was hard. Cool. It was just intense. It was really intense. But then like the, the thing about it was like I immediately just put the experience away and like didn't really talk about it again until I was like in my late 20s, you know. Because it just seemed pointless, you know. Yeah. I was really obsessed with it for a minute, <laughs> and then you know, I was like, you know, why, no, you know, what you know? That? yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't sort of does it come up in conversation like, hey, how are you doing? Well, I almost died when I was fourteen. <laughs> I talk about it sometimes when 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 it goes that way, you know. We're but talking like, about it now. Talking right? about yeah. it right now, yep. you know. But it's something in it to be aware of because it can happen to anyone, you know, no at doubt. any time. That's at just any like. Age? Like at any could, age, yeah, a lot. Pregnant women get it a lot after wow. they give birth, you know. So you just feel your toes going numb. It starts to go numb. You get a weird taste in your mouth, and you oh. can't chew right. Yeah, read No Laughing Matter. That's a great book. Yeah, oh, really? I'm to but it's yeah, it's really cool. So when you were lying there at 14, that's the beginning. That was the beginning of your being able to stop and think about music. I mean, it's quite a yeah. gift actually to be able to stop and think about something. All kinds about, of things, you know. Yeah, stop and stop and think about all kinds of things like at an early age. Yeah, I guess and it put your whole life kind of on hold. For changed everything really, you know. Yeah. Do you feel music kind of brought you down? Helped you? Definitely. That's what that's what the whole thing was. Yeah. Definitely. And then, you know, I didn't really have any concept of like we were talking about drugs earlier, but I remember, I mean, I was being like given so many drugs intravenously without really any knowledge of it. So (laughs) (laughs) I remember thinking I was having all these like religious experiences, you know, and then realizing like years later, like looking at the the bill, being like, oh. Let's take a listen to some music that uh, that came out, yeah. not from that era necessarily, but from a bit more recently. From my mind. Yeah. Nonetheless. What have you been working on lately? We've got a couple of songs queued up here to listen to. Let, lately, which one should we start with? Let's start with, um, let's listen to How's McClyman Doing. This okay. This is like, uh, <laughs> I guess this is a track. A... That was our Vibes player at the time who left town. Nice, Vibes. And, uh. Like the this title, tunes. it's the the band is called the Other Planet. Oh, this planets. is your project yeah. called the Other Planet. Yeah, with Jimbo we, Walsh from uh, from the Cosmic. Bo crew. Deadly's Opium Nightmare. Bo yeah. Deadly's Opium Nightmare. You're going yeah, through the track right. list here. These guys. Look at this. Uh, but yeah, how's so McClyman doing? How's, how's McClyman doing? It's just uh, features like a lot of different like um, like we have like we've had various jazz musicians in the band throughout the years. Like this one's got this guy Tim McFadder on it, who's who's playing with trombone shorty now like a lot it's funny like his horn section is our old horn section uh-huh. like but like when trombone they played with shorty us trombone shorty stole your horn section they did, i mean we're like we like joke like we're like a minor league baseball team you <laughs> know like, what I mean? like send our saxophone <laughs> right. players off 
But like, yeah, Dan Ostriker is on this. We have like we have an Echoplex, like an old tape machine, mm, and we oh, run those rules. Like to run baritone sax through that, oh. and and it's just like a, some different improvisations chopped up and like made into a new composition. That's the know? beautiful thing about New Orleans and horn sections. Them uh, only in New Orleans will you find a tuba player or a trumpet player plugging and. Oh yeah, it playing through, through a, some an shit. echoplex yeah. and a distortion. Mm -hmm. pedal oh, definitely, yeah. 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 Let's take great. a listen to it. How's McClyman doing? Off. What's the name of the album? I was Holiday for Vacation. Yeah. Holiday for Vacation. That's, that's a great title. When you're on permanent Holid vacation, you go right. on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a holiday from it's your the permanent next level. vacation. <laughs> How's McClyman doing? It's the doing? hidden level. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Nice. for vacation. It's very nice, Andy. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank, thank you. Very nice. All right. what, Science. What's your, <laughs> what's your contribution to that? What are you doing on that? Um, that was like, we made that song on some like pretty basic equipment, like in, in like after Katrina in my parents' house in Lafayette in the bedroom. And like we were just like, we had a bunch of synthesizers. Yeah. Uh, like I had some like drums I had sampled, like spent a lot of time really like make, getting the form right like that. And then... Um, 
just basically got a bunch of different people that I wanted to improvise on it, to improvise on it. And That's then the funnest shape that, right? yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> difficulty it is tricky with these headphones. I've done it ten times. Caught under the mic stand here. That's yeah. the problem. Okay. There we go. Hey, that was, uh, this is Anthony Cuccia who's, uh, who has this band. Called, what would you call that? Progressive jazz? I don't know. I've never really heard anything like that. Bizarre you know? jazz. Bizarre I hear jazz. like all kinds it's of guitar. Uh, That's just Jarrett. I don't just yeah, jazz. It's just, I don't know. It's just creative it's music. No. You know? Avant-garde. You That's what I saw. If it was in the jazz bin, they wouldn't. You know, that? Would, if, right. if you put it in the jazz bin, it wouldn't even show up. I know. <laughs> I can't even get it. What do you right. call it? It's, yeah, I don't sludge? Know. Yeah, exactly. Sludge? 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 Don't go sludge, sludge. jazz. <laughs> no. That's, uh, that's Jarrett Lofsted <laughs> and uh, J- Joey Lacaze and Jimmy Bauer. Also, I'm Grant Morris, and we're at the Collins Hotel. It's happy hour. We're halfway through it. I just want yeah. to tell you that if you're listening to the show and you're not in New Orleans, and you don't live here, and we you want to come here. <laughs> if you need to book a hotel or a tour, or you need tips on what to do while you are here, check in with our friends at neworleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. And when you get here, and if you live here, check out the new movement. Do you guys know about this? After two years of shows in bars, museums, parks, and wherever else they could, the new movement has opened a full-time comedy theater in the Marini at 1919 Burgundy Street. Oh, the shows nice. run That's from... That's interesting because there's not many comedy clubs there's not, around. No. no, Thursday to Saturday they have shows. Everything's free or cheap. Oh, cool. They also have improv and sketch comedy classes. And you can check out TNM dot, tnmcomedy.com for more information. Also, you can listen to Chris True and Tammy Nelson right here on itsneworleans.com. They're the hosts of our comedy sports show called True to the Game. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on here now. Back to the music. I like to see anybody doing what they love, you know? Yeah, Comedy, man, definitely. Music. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It is, Jared, it's time to turn to you and make you say let's something. Turn the gears again. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's turn over. <laughs> put you on the, you on no, the I wish seat. I would have brought some metal jams. I would have brought some Do you play? Tommy jams. Can you read the Bible? No, uh, if you what about doing a reading for us? That's what I was saying. I know a couple brought one of your books, man. <laughs> you know, no, I didn't even think about it. So know. you're a professor of English for real? Nah, man, I'm a. That's not uh, true. They call me an extraordinary faculty, so I'm like a contract worker. Mm-hmm. I work. You're extraordinary. Yeah, which means I'm extraordinarily not tenured. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great name for him and your job title, though. It's like being in the Catholic Church or something. I like that title. You're oh, extraordinary. Man, it's, you know, I'm a service industry dude, though. Yeah. I grew up in the service industry. and so these Which, these, which service? See what I was saying? See? Yeah, the hospitalities. You were a waiter? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I've done everything in the restaurant. I, went to grad- I came down here for graduate school because uh, this chick that I was with when I was uh, in, a, in a metal band listening to I Hate God. Yeah. What was the name of your band? Uh, Fat Nancy. It was 1995. It was hot. Dude! Shit. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude! I thought I saw you one time. What did you play in Fat Nancy? Were you the singer? Uh, I was, yeah, uh, yeah, barely. Where's Nancy now? College. She's, she's living well, actually, in uh, southwestern she's Pennsylvania. Still Gastric bypass? No, she's, yeah, she's gotten, she's slimmed down. She's slimmed she down. down naturally. She has. She has. <laughs> she has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. But anyway, well, I ended yeah. up coming down for graduate school. So. Well, she was with you. No, she, she wasn't in the band. That was my friend's mom. It was the bass player's okay. mother. Oh, a milf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Total in the West milk, Virginia you know? sense. Yeah. yeah. So, what's up with West Virginia? Virginia? What's that like? 
That, what do you mean? Well, you're from West Virginia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm you're born right, in West Virginia. You sound like it's like you're just talking about like Morgantown? it's like, it's like we talk yeah. about Mississippi. I was born in Morgantown. Dancing Outlaw. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Jesse. Yeah, uh, both Jess White. Jessica. Yeah. Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Um, it was like a foreign language. What are they talking about, Anthony? Talking about uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. I know about Jessica White. Yeah, he's the like, tap dancing the on the top of a Cadillac. Exactly. He's like a mountain dancer. Yeah, he's a mountain dancer. There used to be, y'all remember that, I don't know if that dude still lives here, but that from Blackula? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forget his name, but he did the, the, the clog. And, uh, that was one of my, that's one of my, of the late 90s yeah. bands from here. They were good, man. They Amazing. were good. Black Killer. Yeah, yeah, a band called Black Killer. This dude, uh, he, he clogged, like right, mountain dance, right. he clogged Clogging. on a riser in yeah. sort of percussion. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like a mic'd up like piece of plywood he would clog on. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Nobody was oh. doing that. No. Well, clogging no, still no. ain't doing it. No. No. Is it <laughs> to the drum tracks, like, you know, specifically. I mean, it was real syncopated. It was wow. good music. Two drum tracks. It was good music. It was, so, it was definitely something different. What is yeah. clogging? Clogging is like... With like clogs, we call it buck dancing. It's almost like a tap dancing without the taps. It's, with, it's like hard with, with shoes. clogs on? Hard yeah. shoes. No, yeah. just flat shoes. Yeah. It's called yeah. flat foot. And you kind of just... Where does that come from? Not West Virginia. Well, right? I mean, Appalachia. Yeah, Appalachia. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some yeah, a lot to stuff. do with the bluegrass and uh, yeah. outlaw, old school and dancing. And mm -hmm. Okay, so one out of five people have never heard of it. Me and Anthony, you've heard of it. Everyone I've else heard has of heard it. of it. I've heard of it. I'm, I'm you, about the extent of my Morgan Can you demonstrate a little bit of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do a little Let's soft have a shoot. Here we go. Joey McCase. You know, that kind of nice. dance. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, you know. Did you do that in the, in the band, Jack? <laughs> no, no, I wish I would have, but I was, no. That no, was black I didn't have that thing. talent back then, and I, you, you get intimidated growing up uh, right. under Jesco White watching that documentary. So Yeah, yeah, you need to pretty hard to show him up that dude's on tour now you know he's touring with a full yeah. band Crazy. he's rich mm -hmm. he's got a double wide now <laughs> <laughs> check it out it's it's his called he's got it's his box own paid for <laughs> it's actually the there's, there's a whole uh, documentary about yeah. it mm -hmm. what's yeah, the documentary, documentary called joey did you uh, the first one's called dancing outlaw yeah. and then the, the dudes like from jackass went back and jeff tremaine from jackass produced uh with the original guy who directed in the early 90s the the documentary. Yeah. That was a pretty fascinating bit of West Virginia. But we had the, we had a booking agent from Morgantown. Oh, I? Yep. You, what's Barlow. his name? Yeah. Brian Barlow. Brian Barlow. Do you know him? Jared? Mm. Huntington. Huntington. Or nah, Morgantown. From down at the dry... Uh, no, nah, I don't know that dude. Yeah. But, you know, there's only like 180 people in all of West Virginia. So so you came down here with a band called Fat Nancy. You were the singer. In a no, none of that's true. I came down here for graduate school. That's how I ended up being a half-assed professor. So what's up with the half-assedness of it? That's just a career. You know, do, you have to go, do you have to show up? Uh, uh, not tomorrow. <laughs> we'll drink up. So... Carmen to Burn, you ever heard of them? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Those are yeah, great I mean, friends of ours, I, man. Yeah. I mean, those dudes, you know, that's like a, those are, that that's fundamentally attached to like my early, my late yeah. teens, early twenties. That's West Virginia's finest, right Absolutely. there, baby. And I'm glad they're back together. I'm glad yeah, they're. We recording. just played in I'm France. Glad they're back them. on tour. Oh, you was out. You yeah. was over on At them. The Hellfest, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. And I love that y'all have that market that you can still play. You know, you can play to and bring in and get to Europe and yeah. tour. Which is, I imagine is much more. It's so supportive over there. It's so supportive Night of the and arts. Day, bro. You know? Yeah, it must be just crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's always been that way, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, much. but you those, got, these guys have got thirty-four thousand people have liked your Facebook page. That's a lot. That's a lot, that's of, a lot people. of people. That's a lot that's of reach. Just Facebook. That's a lot of reach. Couldn't you get a dollar from each one of them and oh, not have to work at the great. restaurant? Great. Kickstarter yeah. campaign, boys. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Kickstarter. <laughs>
<laughs> so, Jarrett, you came down here to be to be a to be a, go to graduate school in, yeah. in English literature. Uh, I got an MFA in writing. And writing. Uh, and so poetry. You're, so, you're, yeah. so you're a real poet. So Anthony's a poet and you're a poet. Yeah, well, you get a license. Yeah, they give you a license you get a poet license? <laughs> yeah. And Probably in, it's in like Orleans, a license like not a, to work. It's like a rabies like, license, yeah. It's like, it takes your money. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of student loan debt. How do you start writing poetry? I think you try to get laid when you're a kid because you can't. How old is that? Because you're Six? not, you, can, you play the guitar and you can play the bass, but you're not as good as your friends. And so <laughs> sure. you're like, hmm, how can I, all What's right. What's my angle? On how can I get up there? And how can, then that's how you do it. That's how you start. And then you read books because you're no good at math. Um, and it actually, you know, you get, it works. It works pretty well. I'd love the, to be a writer, man. That's great. And play the trombone. Well, it's not that difficult, apparently, according to Jared. Play the trombone? How did that get into it? How I'm did, no good. So what was the that first, was just high school. What was the first poem you wrote? I don't remember, dude. I couldn't. I really couldn't tell you. What was the last one, then? I haven't written. I really haven't written a poem, man, uh, pretty much since the hurricane. I've been doing other things. What well, kind not, of writing do you do now? Is it like... Yeah. Right now I'm working, I'm finishing up this summer, uh, I'm finishing up a manuscript, uh, it's a book about Oxycontin addled uh, hillbillies. Wow. That's, wow. That's a hillbilly I'm, book. That's an excellent idea. We, have, <laughs> we haven't mentioned drugs for a good 15 or 20 right. minutes now. Well, that's a good, you, so you thank God we're cast, back on that. You know? 40 milligram or 80 milligram? Wow. <laughs> Initially they're the 40s and then, you know, right. and everybody goes, makes goes. a step up. Bumped up to the baby blue. Everybody makes. You know that, that book has been a trip because it's it starts in the '90s, um, in the mid '90s. Sort of Morgantown, which you guys, are, I guess, you guys have been to, right? Yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys have yeah. played yeah. in at the uh, one, two, three Pleasant Street or exactly. what used to be the Nye Bingy. There's one venue in town. Like, yeah. There's one venue in Northern West Virginia that's, that's on mean, the stretch in between DC and sort of Pittsburgh and yeah. Ohio. And those are all big, that's sort of a metal area. There's a lot of metal bands mm -hmm. from, from that part of the country. Um, so the, odd, uh, oddly enough, there's also a, uh, the third largest producer of uh, generic uh, pharmaceuticals really? is housed in wow. Morgantown. The third largest. So they make uh, Roxycontin, oh, which is a very popular yeah. one, uh, low-end. Uh, Perks. When I, was, when I still lived there before I moved here, it was in the Xanax, Zanbar era. Huh. So there were, you would know cats who worked at the pill factory. Pill mill. Right. And we would just have, you know, like I traded a, a half salad. <laughs> like I traded a, a, this is really funny. I hadn't thought about this in a long time. But I traded like a little shitty bottom-end Marshall half stack. This dude gave me like a, you know, like a freezer bag filled with wow. fucking Xanax. Like 200, it was wow. like 1994. Where's this dude now? <laughs> jail, probably. You yeah, know what I mean? Jail. And probably would, I would they, be too. Would they show up with like the, the, the throwaways, you know, like the chipped up? Yeah, yeah, you could get that. Well, yeah, you just get, I mean, they're, yeah. people, they're just being powder, powder all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, strange. So strange. it was crazy. Like, so in that era, in that same era, you're talking about Karma to Burn and you're talking about, you know, there's a bunch of bands in Cleveland and... Yeah. There were those. There were a lot of pharmaceuticals oh, yeah. abundant in that. In that hillbilly time. heroin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's like the beginning of it. That was the beginning of hillbilly heroin. Yeah. So that's kind of where the that book sounds that's interesting. Book, book man. What's the title of it? I don't know yet. I think I'm going to call it Vandalia, because uh, Vandalia that sounds good. It's better than whiskey drink. Yeah. Oh. oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Oh, well, I'm, I'm on your side. On that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna call it Vandalia. Vandalia is good. Is that the name of a character in it? Nah, it uh, Vandalia was um, supposed to be the 14th colony 
the proposal had actually gone in in like nice. 1775, yeah. and okay. it was going to separate one chunk of Pennsylvania, the part that Virginia thought it owned, from Pittsburgh all the way down, uh, and then Kentucky. So it's this weird state. It was going to be wow. the 14th state. Huh. We went so far as to advertise it in, uh, in England you know, wow. uh, for colonists. Right. And then, then we, we See, were like, nah, get out. Pharmaceutical <laughs> fuck out of here. Fucked it all up. This is where having an education pays off. Did you ever hear of Van Daly? Have you nope. ever heard of that? Oh, nope. That's very nah, interesting. They, yeah, they didn't teach that on See? the West Bank. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's a writer. Yeah, yeah that's why you're a prof- <laughs> half-ass professor. <laughs> you, know, you know more than everybody else. I don't think, well, maybe not that. Um, but, you know, there ain't a lot of culture in West Virginia. Y'all are lucky because you're from here. You don't even, you know, many people, I shouldn't say y'all, but many people don't appreciate what it's like to come from a place with live, active history. I do. I, you know? I tell you what, when I was young, I was, my whole thing, I was like, man, I want to go somewhere, you know, like New Orleans, New Mountains, you know, all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to travel and all, and I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I love New Orleans to death, you know, but I guess after I got to travel, like now I'm like, I, I thank my parents every day, you know, for bringing me up here because you go places and I mean, there's just like nothing, dude. Like, you know, yeah. some of these places out in in New Mexico and stuff like that. I mean, it's beautiful, but there's nothing there. You know, I'm like, what do these kids do? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they Pills. do drugs. They get yeah. fucked Hill up. Billy Harold. <laughs> yeah. how, uh, listen, I hate God. Listen to the, the other planets. <laughs> well, how much? Go to the Waffle House for like 13 hours. You know? <laughs> Gummo. Just Saturday go to night. Walmart. Gummo. How, Gummo. how much of New Orleans, growing up in New Orleans, Finds its way into ninety in, in, into your music. Ninety oh, percent. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be I hate God if we weren't from here. Right. I, I, what is it about? What is it growing up here and the decadence, decadence, the intermingled life and death on every corner. Mm-hmm. You know? Is there is there anger? Is that the predominant factor in your music? It doesn't. No, s- not anger. Just. Uh, Reckless abandon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I hear y'all, I think of Lower Decatur Street. Yeah, like that's, where we, Decatur that's Street, where we did. Lower Decatur Street, 1996. That's what I think of. Dirty. Let's take a listen to something that's reminiscent of Lower Decatur Street with Reckless Abandon. What should we uh, listen to here that we've got queued up? Uh, Jackass. God Song? Really yeah, God Song, Lil Manson for you. Okay, God Since Song. Since he just went up for parole like uh, a week ago. Done night! <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. The only thing that makes reality is death. And then they hang it on a cross and kneel down and pray to it. That's the only thing that's not an act. The only thing that makes reality is death. And then they hang it on a cross and kneel down and pray to it. That's the only thing that's not an act. The only thing that makes reality is death. And then they hang it on a cross and kneel down and pray to it.
what? Who care about your society? The public's a bunch of assholes. I don't care about your society. The public's a bunch of assholes. Sorry about that. <laughs> Wasn't paying any attention at Thank all. Thank you, Charlie. That's great, man. What What is the name of that song? God it's called song. God Song. God Song. With, uh, that Charles Manson on guest vocals. And what? That was Charles Manson. Those yeah. Those samples. Yeah. Do you have to pay him anything? A little bit. What does he get? Maybe we put ten bucks in his commissary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's a good so deal. Pack of cigarettes. <laughs> what is the um What What is the status of of that kind of music? Whatever, it's not called sludge metal. Metal music in New Orleans now, then. Well, Jared was bringing up an interesting point about the, uh, about the clubs and how it seems relevant to where the... How you were saying it. Well, we all... We, well, go ahead, man. Well, I was just curious about venue space. Like, you know, you live in the, you live in the Bywater, right? Yeah, so there's a set of... Anthony lives in the Bywater. There's a set of venues down there, and there's sort of a... You know, there's a... a, a Click it in the right word, but y'all play right. together. Y'all play in different bands. Yeah, Everybody's getting each other. You know, there's gigs, and you guys have a different. It's definitely you have a different downtown range. scene. Yeah, yeah, and yeah that's a whole locked in thing. Different in range. the downtown area, but you guys have a whole there's different range. Weird, yeah. When I think about New Orleans prior, like I think about the hangar being open, or I think about uh, yeah, Dixie. Or well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Over the years, like even back in the hardcore days you know like we always this city it was always one of these cities that like not a lot of people came to you know because it's kind of out the way you know but we always found uh venues for the music like we had the vfw hall which was like huge back in in our day 3113 franklin Avenue. yeah and that was like old vfw hall and that's when we really started getting a lot of you know national bands coming through and then we had like um you know Dixie Tavern, RC Bridge Lounge. yeah, Bridge, Bridge Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. That's where we. That, that was our home base. You know, Bob. yeah. What about places Tuesday out? night, amateur night, right? Was that yep, amateur dance? Monaco Bob's. <laughs> Didn't weren't there places out past like some, somewhere in Jefferson Parish and Metairie? Out in Fat City, oh, yeah, Zeppelin's. Zeppelins. Zeppelins. Yeah, Showboat. So, where you got? Where do you play now in New Orleans? Where you guys play? Uh, One Eye Jack, Siberia. One Eye Jack's. House of Blues, if they let us. We, uh, we were on Treme. <laughs> Treme. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, we just did Treme, man. We, oh, right we did an episode for Treme. Uh, one of their uh, actors on on the show is uh, in, the, in the script. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not. He, he was a, well, he's he, a fan a of the band. A promoter. A promoter. I think he brings a chick to our show for a date. 
Hey, that's cool. Yeah. We won't see it till December, but it was. No, but it'll be an excellent exposure. Be, that Treme even thought yeah. of us, you know. And sure. it was uh, and it was awesome because amongst all the people they have on Treme, local talent, we got to play ourselves. You know, we wasn't just like yeah. a bar band mm. in the background. So that was right. awesome. You know, have you, have you been touched by Treme yet? Yeah, I was touched by Treme. As <laughs> Alex says, <laughs> Anthony, what, that's what, Alex's what line, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> Alex's <best> line. <laughs> uh, I played. I like backed up that that character that was. Um, the guy that was with the chick that played violin, you know, the European yeah. guy. Yeah. Very nice right. guy. Yeah, it was it was like we did I got I got hooked up with that through my connection with Davis Rogan, who I oh, played yeah. with yeah, sometimes. DJ Davis. Yeah, Davis. <laughs> Everybody knows Davis. Of course. Oh, yeah. Um Pre and post. If your name is Davis yeah. Rogan, please leave. If your name is Davis McAlary, please stay. Those <laughs> <laughs> two signs at DBA. Yeah, that's up behind the bar in DBA. It's yeah. basically, what does it say? If your name is Davis Rogan, please leave. If your name is Davis McAlary, yeah. please stay. That's the character, Steve Zahn. That's just hilarious, you know. But yeah, um, no, I, I, like we did, we did, I can't even remember the tune, some tune on Frenchman Street. Right. Made, a, made some Super cash, cool. hey, fast okay. cash. Well, so let's take a listen to another yeah. one of your songs, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. rolling along here before we totally run out of time. Okay, what else, what else are we going to listen to? Uh, one of the ones I gave you, right? Yes. What yeah, did you, yeah. What this did other one's called Discreet Manipulations. <laughs> and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, those headphones, man. <laughs> I, I really, I love it. I like, it's like I thrive on it now. <laughs> um, uh, self-mutilation with the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Discreet but, uh, Manipulations. Yeah, it's a song. Uh, Tell the us a little bit about It's like, this was, these were some lyrics we used to do, like, 10 years ago when we first started the band and we used to like I used to shout these lyrics through a megaphone and then we, everybody would do this kind of like butthole surfers like John oh, Coltrane yeah. like noise yeah. thing and then we like changed it to this like three part harmony like Beatles thing we took the same lyrics oh, it's Beatles kind of influence thing yeah it's not about? a Beatles <laughs> record but it's like kind of like a three part harmony like oh, pop record planets? yeah right the lyrics are still we, sick but the, the lyrics are still pretty twisted. Yeah, yeah. but and then, the but the melody and the and the harmonies and the and the song it's, is it's sort kind of like, is cute. That's it's the whole record is like that. Con- They're like it's like uh, the tunes are like you'll have like a tune about like like suicide with like the most beautiful like progression. <laughs> That's the type of shit I'm into right, right. now. Let's take a listen to it. Negativity. Yeah.
Creep Manipulations. Yeah, thank you. Bro. Thank you. Yeah, bro. The Other Planets. Thank you. The name of the album is Hello Beams. Hello Beams, yeah. And it's the latest stuff you just did. That's that record we did like a year ago with Mark Bingham at Piety Street. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, who is Great the, studio. Who's, Great the studio. Guy, who's the guy in the song we're talking about? Uh, the Death and Resurrection of who? Sylvester Stewart. Sylvester Stewart. From Sly and the Family Stone. Ah. But he's not dead. But his career is pretty but much over. But he's got over. a death t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, you exactly. might have resurrected it with that song. Maybe so. And Frankie Howard was a guy that uh, witnessed a horrible car crash that uh, the uh, other, uh, uh, my kind of co-collaborator in this band, Jimbo Walsh, uh, he used to play bass in uh, Michael Ray and the Cosmic Crew. Oh, yeah. You don't know that guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Big Jimbo. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's, the choir, he's the organ player and choir director at St. Anna's Church now, which is like totally weird, wow. you know? Well, I guess they haven't heard this then. No, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe Did so. you write the it's lyrics to this thing? Yeah, I wrote all the lyrics on this record. There's a few tunes that are, that are Jimbo tunes. You can t- oh, sorry, man. Oh, you can tell. The, the <laughs> so you can't tell by looking at someone. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the, probably the most normal person at this table, but hmm. you're probably the most twisted. Well, I don't know about He's that. Up. Really. He's up there. <laughs> I think it's pretty. Ask him about when he was 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what started it. I like to let my thoughts wander. <laughs> I think this whole little it's, crew here is a, a good uh, variety is a good of band, uh, good offset people, as we said. It's a very yeah. interesting thrown bunch, off people. A very interesting bunch of mix. New Orleanians <laughs> that you wouldn't find on Bourbon no Street, which is kind of what we're doing. Jared, I wanted to ask you, because we're running out of time rapidly here, but I just wanted to ask you about this thing called the People Say Project, which I think is one of the most exciting and cool and interesting things that are online about New Orleans. It's basically a collection of oral histories. Of that's a great it's, idea. And it's really well done. It's not just sort of, it's, I don't know what makes it so well done. Tell us a little bit about it. It's, it's about culture and money, it says on well, the Well, yeah, website. thank you. I think there's, uh, I appreciate all of that. Uh, I think there's plenty of oral histories in New Orleans. There's plenty of, uh, con- people generate content all yeah. the time about mm-hmm. life in New Orleans. I mean, we were just talking about Treme, mm-hmm. life in New Orleans, this um the idea that, uh, you know, we, I mean, we're in the tourist business, all of us, one mm-hmm. way or the other, if we yeah. live here. That is the fundamental economy. So we, you are, I right. am, we all are. Uh, there's something interesting to me about where the money goes. Like the idea that the whole state, you know, we, we drive, uh, we sell the city on tourism. But then like, what's in your pocket? What did you get from the city? What did mm-hmm. you get from the state? Right. What do we, right. we what do we get out of this? Right. You like you said at the beginning, you wait tables. You, you got to work music. in service. Yeah. You right. work. You know. You work in service. That's like the, I mean, that's the way. my contract job. It's not. I make what I make if I was tending bar full time at Handsome Willie's. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it's the same. I don't. We're all like prime ministers of New Orleans in our own way. And yeah. I, I I see what you're saying. Where does the money go? Right. So you know? the the idea about the show was to take. Uh, is to take two different artists working in the same rough genre, but from two different uh, perspectives. A young dude, old dude, young lady, old lady, black, white, uh, you know, Hispanic and old white dude, like whatever, but pair people together who are all in this hustle Mm -hmm. um, to compare notes Mm -hmm. and and just talk about how... It's a really good idea. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Because we all... You know, we're all, you know, like... you you know you you are in that in that Bywater gig in that Bywater grid. Yeah, like you guys seven. are all you know West Bank dudes. You play metal like yeah. you know yeah. Jeff Parrish like you know. But it's yeah. everybody here. There's a whole city of people. We all shuck and jive for this dollar when yeah. they come yeah. in town. Yeah. How 
you know, it, no one ever really asks artists uh, about how they actually make a living right. here. Right. And I'd started it, we'd started it, my, me and my partner Brian Boyles, uh, we'd started it to sort of as a way to, um, for my students, because it was part of my gig at Loyola, to make them engage with the community and think about, you know, how do you actually make a living here? They all say they want to stay in New Orleans, right. but... Don't them fucking stay in New Orleans. Right. You can't stay in New Orleans. Like you have to be willing to. Not if you if you're looking to have a career. Career. Yeah, it's you just, have to. It's be, not here. You know? It ain't here, and it hasn't been here forever. Right. You know, for a long time. Yeah. Right. I mean, oil industry is the last thing I can think of. That's yeah. it. Exactly. If you live on the West Bank, what do you do to make money? Right. If you work at Chubby's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Or, you know, that's right. it. So. So the People Say Project is a bunch of people talking about themselves to someone else, who. Is empathetic with with, with where they. Well, it's yeah, I guess uh, you know, in a city that's so divided, in some, and it's not, we're not divided, in many ways, but uh, it's a, it's a fractional city, you yeah. know, yeah. it's a factional city. It's a city of crews. You get in your crew, yeah, you're in your crew. You right. build your crew. Your crew may bump up against another clique, but right. so top to bottom, if I, you know, if we can get. Um, you know, if we can get a cat who was doing work in the 80s and 90s and is today and is in his 60s and then get someone who's young and in their 20s or 30s who are actually producing work, then there's an interesting space in between the two. It's like what's their take on mm -hmm. like each one of them's take there's on? There's a ceiling in New Orleans, especially in terms of media, where you can't get above a certain... You were talking about showing up you know, at Offbeat and being like, hey, I'm a New Orleans musician. Yeah, we're right, one of the right, right. most... We're a seminal metal band of the 80s, yeah. 90s. Right. Like, and sludge, it, it, bro. Sludge. sludge. My bad. Sludge. sludge. And, and, there was, and there was a whole, a whole, like, you know, a whole scene of bands and people. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's why I was like, I was shocked. I was like, here, every month, you got the same bands, the same bands that play... Jazz Fest are the same bands I play every weekend, you know, and I was like, here, here's magazines and people all over the world that are interested in something that's in your backyard, right. but yet every issue, it comes out, and it's never even, like, brought up, not even in a, hey, so-and-so's playing here, or nothing like that, you know, that's right. why I was just like, you know, like, come on, man, like, it's supposed to be a music magazine in New Orleans, we'll cover it all, you know, that's like. True. They don't even cover the spectrum of jazz. No. But not correctly. Not correctly. No. On that note. We're going to have to say goodbye. Jim. That one, I had a wonderful. great time. It was a heavy it's one. Been yeah. a, it's been a great <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. My guests today have been Jimmy Barr and Joey Lacaze, the founding members yeah. of I Hate God, Anthony Kujia, with right his band, um, The Other Planets. Yeah. Also Slaminate. And, and um, Jared yeah. Lofstead, who's a half-assed professor. Our producers are Melinda Hawes, Anoush Karun, Trish Kaufman, and Graham DuPonte. The associate producer and technical director of Happy Hour is Chris Kehoe. Our musical director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world is Cliff Brigden. Our theme song was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel on St. Charles Avenue. You can check out our other Happy Hours and other shows as well, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True and Tommy Nelson. And coming soon, win-win. Keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Mitch Foreman's playing the piano. I'm Grant Morris for all the guests around the table until we meet back here next time on Happy Hour. Thanks for joining us. Bye.
Yeah, I hate God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>